Welcome to BuoyCast, your education lifeline. I'm Kate, your biggest fangirl and edgy cheerleader. And I'm Jen, your sideline biz coach that will push you to reach new heights. And together, we are BuoyCast. Join us as we navigate the interesting, the unique, and the extraordinary stories of real-life risk takers and change agents of learning. We'll offer insightful strategies for educators, sidekickers, and entrepreneurs when it comes to figuring out how to live your best professional life. Do not tackle your problems on your own, and don't wait to see what's next. Cast your line and take a risk. We're right there to guide you through it. Hey, uh, this is Kate. <laughs> this is Jen. And we have friends on our show. We're so excited to have friends. So hey, oh, great. That sounds really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. We have friends too. Everyone oh, yay. Friends. <laughs> friends, introduce yourselves. My name is Adam Parker Goldberg. I um, work on the Flipgrid engagement team, and I am based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, coming at you today from my apartment, and I am joined with my good friend and the connect my connection to this to this friend connection. Yeah. Hey, everybody! My name is Anne Cosma, and I'm one of the educator innovation leads on Team Flipgrid. And I'm coming to you from Miami, Florida, today. So I'm super excited to be talking with Jen and Kate on the Buoy Cast. Whoop, whoop. Are the oh, beaches open in Miami? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, well, I don't um, know. I, don't I mean, know. and if they are, I haven't been there, so I have no idea, to be honest. <laughs> that is oh so crazy. My my parents live in Long Beach, California, and they're both in their 80s, and so they're obviously, like, hardcore lockdown, and all of us are giving them a bunch of heat for, like, you know, like, even thinking about leaving the house, which is crummy when you're 83, right? So I, 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 found out that they actually get in the car and every once in a while we'll just drive down Pacific Coast Highway to look at the water. I don't blame mm, them. That's so oh, sweet. come on. It that you yeah. tell and me there's Jen, what? no shame in that. That's beautiful. Yes. Right. Yes, no shame. Now, one question I have, just you all tell me. Do you wear the mask while driving or not? Oh. Cuz no. we've had this debate because there are people who wear it driving and there are those who do not. And so is it because of that lone cyclist or walker that could be breathing heavy yeah, that could come through the car? So I, I was very quick to, to share an opinion and I should qualify. I have no medical experience. I'm, uh, I'm right? not someone who's giving this advice. My, I, I immediately say no, but now I'm backtracking and I'm thinking, you do leave it on, the logic being you're not going to touch your face multiple times when getting in and out of the car. Okay. If you're taking it off, then you're touching your face. And yeah. Above all, you should never touch your face. That should be so, so leave it on. You leave, leave on. the house, mask on, you're driving, go. Just leave it on. And leave it, leave on. it on. Okay. That as is long as it doesn't you know, uh, the mask should not be impairing your vision, but if it's covering your eyes, obviously. Oh, oh we have a qualifier, <laughs> qualifier. Okay, all right, Depends anybody else have mask. an opinion here? <laughs> mask I was on. gonna say, I have not left the house in the neighborhood. So, so you're I, just good. I have not done it yet. So if that day comes, I would definitely um, suit up in my car. And as soon as I stepped out of my car, made sure the mask was securely in place. Okay, all right. 
and anybody that's else? Speaking, um, no, I don't want to talk about it. It's oh. it me out. I just, I mean, it, it's life, and it's okay. okay. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi, Kate. We don't want to take you there. It's okay. Girl. It's okay. Well, okay. So, oh, yeah. Go ahead, Jen. Let's what? get. Well, I just so first of all, I am a big fan of what you guys are doing at Flipgrid, and so I think though. You, you know, I don't know how much you know the difference between like kind of Kate and my background, but I left public education about 11 years ago and was working in the, the business sector. And so I've heard little stories of Flipgrid, but I would love just like an overview just to kind of give myself and then the audience just a, a brief overview of what Flipgrid does and how it impacts education. So could one of you kind of fill us in or both of you? Yeah, I think I'll start, Adam. And then if you want to ping pong in, I would love that. I um, believe that Flipgrid is something that empowers every person to share, celebrate, and showcase their unique voice. So when I was in the classroom as an educator and then at TOSA in my K-8 school district, my why was amplify authentic voice for an authentic audience. And Flipgrid is a free video communication platform that's part of Microsoft that engages and empowers everyone to share short, awesome videos. And that's basically providing an endless opportunity to do what I call share, showcase, and celebrate their unique voice. So I love that it's just one incredible tool to provide a pathway for every unique learner, every unique voice, every unique scholar in a learning community and beyond to share anything that represents mm. their authentic learning journey. Wow, that's so cool. And is it an age range for educators? The, the range is, is, uh, is all. Okay. Everyone is in the range. Everyone, I joke with Anne sometimes, there's a long story behind it. If you ever see us, we'll tell you more about it, but everyone is Flipgrid <laughs> age. Um, Flipgrid's for everyone. And to build on what Anne was saying, I think what's really cool, and this is something I don't think Anne and I, we've discussed yet, but Flipgrid's roots was very much in distance remote learning in that mm -hmm. our co-founder, Dr. Charlie Miller at the University of Minnesota wanted a way to connect with his scholars while he traveled around the world. And they were all based in, in Minneapolis at the time, but he was traveling around. And so it's almost um, like, I, not ironic, I, the word is slipping my mind, but it's, it's special that we're now back in this situation and coming almost full circle to now everyone is is embracing what originally was the creation mm -hmm. of Flipgrid. Well, it's totally appropriate, right? I mean, that's the thing is that, like, to your point, like, this is where it was born. This is now where it's shining. It's kind of, it must feel so cool to be, to be able to tell that, like, birth story of it and to know that it's actually writing out the mission and vision the way that it was supposed to do. I think that's so cool. It's really, really it is. Yeah, I was going to say it's really special and we do share that birth story when we do like a bus tour or we mm -hmm. do school visits and we share that. But to see folks around the world utilizing Flipgrid as a platform to stay connected, I Adam hears me say this all the time, I cry happy tears every day because I am so inspired by what I see educators sharing and to know that this is that this is being used to provide that connection like i legit get 
like overwhelmed emotionally in the most awe-inspiring way because educators, friends of EDU, family members, community members, so many people are bringing the heart and hustle every day. And that looks completely different outside of a brick and mortar school setting, outside of a classroom. But it's beautiful to see that no matter what time zone, no matter what geographic location, every, every person has the opportunity to still share uh, when they connect to, to that grid or to the topic. So it's just mm. beautiful to see all the unique examples that are being shared around the world. I well, love that. I want to know, is, are there any use cases outside of education that you've seen an increase in? like during this time, I don't know, like, like social stuff or professional stuff, or have you, has it just been, I mean, I know you guys work specifically on the education team, but I'm just kind of curious if, if people are looking at Flipgrid as an option, kind of like what you said, like just for building community, even just outside of education. Yeah. So I was, um, you know, there's a lot of corporate enterprise that are also using it for, for different various ways to stay connected to their community training purposes. Mm -hmm. We've had a lot of folks reach out to us regarding like virtual job fairs, et cetera. So there's all kinds of ways that we can use it. And Adam, um, Adam alluded to Flipgrid age, like that is a thing. There's no right or wrong age. So oftentimes we say pre-K to PhD and beyond. But the beautiful thing is we also love to say, this is a phrase coined by our dear friend and fellow teammate, Jornay Armand. She says, if you can think it, you can flip grid it. So there really is no limit to the way that you could use it, whether you're corporate, enterprise, Mm -hmm. a family member in your own community or in an EDU setting. Mm -hmm. And and to that latter point, especially like with the families, we've seen a a large increase in families because, you know, we're all supposed to be you know quarantining and in isolation within our own family units and so mm-hmm. it's a great way to connect family members you know around the city around the state around the country around the world um and even i think kind of to your point we've we've seen use cases of flipgrid that are not specific to school right so mm-hmm. things that we wouldn't traditionally see used with flipgrid um and one of our favorites is just like the daily check-in idea or the social happy hour that yeah. You don't typically see that because we're all in the same room. So the daily check-in is like, I walk over and I'm like, Kate, how are you doing? Whereas you can't have that. So now yeah. on Flipgrid, we're seeing educators just wanting to connect and wanting yeah. to just, you know, we'll, we'll get to the school stuff. But right now, how, how are you? What are you doing? What are you thinking? All What's happening outside your window? Stuff. Yeah. Totally. Oh, um, okay. So yay, yay, yay to all things Flipgrid. But I kind of want to know what made you, Anne, and you, Adam, decide to take your dive into this non-traditional path of being an educator? Yeah. Because you did. Well, and even though you might say you're still educating, um, yes, I think, I think what we want to explore a bit here is, is this probably wasn't something you had planned to to do maybe um and we want to know your story on how you you chose this or it chose you and kind of share a little bit about that so adam you need to tell your story because i love hearing how his journey to flipgrid i love this story so take it away friend okay i'll start thank you man um so when i was at university i went to iowa state university and i studied product design and that was what's kind of interesting and I think actually kind of applicable now is that as I approached the end of high school 
there were a number of things, you know, you're picking, where do you want to go to school? What do you want to study? What do you want to do? And kind of my big focus, my like idea was I wanted to go on and do medical research and be a medical researcher. And I had another number of reasons for that. Um, and I was pretty set on that until I think it was my junior year. I met with a career counselor. We did, you know, all these cool studies and tests and conversations. And at the end, she said, you don't want to be a medical researcher. And I, and it was, a. You're like, I what? was like, what? No. That's yes, my I goal. That wasn't what I like, asked you. <laughs> I just needed validation. I came here for validation. And it was shocking because I think in a way I really did. I really was banking. Like, I just needed her to say like, yep, you're on the right track. And I was ready for that affirmation. And she said, here's the deal. You don't like bodily fluids. You're not very patient. Wow. And you, you take a lot of ownership in things that may or may not be within your control. And these are all factors that are, you know, as a medical researcher, you'll have to take on daily. Um, and it's extensive. And she said, what, what I'm seeing and what you're sharing is that you want to make an impact on the world and you want to make a difference. And I'm noticing that beyond school, you're telling me about all these creative design projects that you pursue on your own. And I, and I was like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said, you know, you can use design to actually make a difference and you can accomplish what you're hoping to accomplish with, with your vision of what medical research is going to get you to do through what you're actually excited and passionate about. Interesting. And I, I was like blown away. I know, you know, I think it was something if anyone would have told me, I was like, yeah, of course the designer can, can change the world. But it, I hadn't personally thought that. Yeah. And so with that in mind, I went off and I decided to study industrial design, product design, um, product process service comprehensively. And it was through that study, I was at Iowa State, and then this startup called Vidku came to my campus. And Vidku, um, very few of the listeners will probably know, but was Flipgrid. So Flipgrid oh, started at the uh... University of Minnesota. When Flipgrid became a startup and they left the University of Minnesota, the startup was named Vidku. It was kind of in pursuit of another um, video platform very similar to Flipgrid and they continued Flipgrid. So they actually came to Iowa State and just with my major and with my passion, I fell in love with the team and fell in love Aww. with the product, just like Flipgrid, Vidku, and, and just like Flipgrid is becoming now, which is another full circle thing that's cool to see. Vidku is all about connecting, especially families, and it was private video sharing within families. Um, and they were learning all the things that they learned through Flipgrid and applying it to the social app. Um, and the team was so cool and their passion was enamoring and I just love what they were doing. So I stayed in touch and just out of genuine interest, I, I would send them feedback and I'd say, hey, I, I, you know, I noticed I could do this on the app or I love doing this on this social app. I wish I could do something like that on your app, back and forth. And it eventually led to a conversation where I had the opportunity to come to Minneapolis and visit the office and give them you know, feedback as one of their users. Um, which then led to becoming their first intern. And then oh, once wow. my internship ended, um, I finished my, I had one more year of college. And then upon finishing university, they said, do you want to come back full time? Um, and I said, I would love to. They, they pitched this dream job that exactly as you were saying, Jen, not something I planned for, not something I thought I would be doing. Um, right. Just kind of like happy, dumb luck that <laughs> it's just worked out brilliantly. And I'm so grateful. It's been so cool to How long has it, it been? Conceive. So I first met them in the fall of 2015. Mm -hmm. They became a startup in the spring of 2015 and then launched the, the social version of Flipgrid. Um, so I was their first intern in 2016 that summer. Oh, that's so awesome. Four, four years. 
That's awesome. Singaporeans, yeah. What a great story. Oh my yeah. goodness, I love it. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, Anne, you know, your story is going to be interesting to a lot of our listeners because so many want to think about how they might do something like this are one, but also is this the right thing for them to do? And what kind of skills would one need to do this? So I think there's some other things. And Kate, maybe you have something else to add. Well, to I that. just want to say, and and we've talked about this before, but it it takes um, if you're a classroom teacher and you leap into this other side of existence where you're on you you almost switch teams in a way or it can appear like that to other people like you've gone you've gone to work for the for-profit side um or just you know business even non-profit yeah. yeah even non-profit right just just business sense that there's um i went through it and and i think it's common to go through this kind of like oh god am i doing am i doing right by the kids still, you know, and mm -hmm. I've always had my own essential question. I love your question that you come back to uh, about amplification. So I would just say like, you know, also how has your journey, how can your, how can your journey serve as a model for other people that are feeling like that itch to try something new that might, might take them outside of the classroom, but not away from education. So. So the interesting thing is I mentioned um, my why in the classroom was empowering authentic voice for an authentic audience. And my journey with education technology started a decade ago. In 2010, my school went one-to-one -one with iPod Touch first generation. <laughs> and we had these teeny tiny little microphones we plugged in because there was no camera on the first generation of iPod Touch. So one of the first things I remember doing is thinking I can empower my scholars as readers and celebrate their authentic reading life by letting them record themselves and talk about books. And in my own growing up journey, I was influenced by, you know, reading Rainbow and remember, mm -hmm. the, remember the book talks at the end. Mm -hmm. So one of the first things we started doing was creating these things called brain power book reviews. And my students were recording themselves responding to literature, talking about story setting, that. details, text connections. I mean, all the things that we do as readers and had the opportunity to start sharing those, you know, in a county showcase. And it was kind of like progressive at the time we were sharing them and creating QR codes and all and really digging deep and my school went through a transformative journey we were in year four program improvement we were i mean we were really struggling and um when we went one-to-one -one, had this transformative journey not only in our teaching practice but the way we empowered our scholars to own their learning to dig in deep with creative tools to synthesize what they were learning and share that in incredible new ways so it empowered me. It shifted the way I taught my students. It shifted the way I viewed my students as scholars and possibilities for creation. Um, it shifts everything, right? Like mm -hmm. it shifts everything. So when I say- We get to know them as little people too. Like, yeah, right. right? They own oh my their... God, you're humans with opinions. It's amazing. <laughs> and, and incredible- possibilities for creativity yeah 
So when you think beyond traditional or when you think outside the box and you think beyond um, maybe what was status quo in the classroom. So I had the incredible fortune of working in a one-to-one -one setting for many, many, many years. And we, you know, we grew on from the iPod touch and I was the first teacher to get an iPad in my classroom. And then we got iPad two, and then we got the iPad mini and literally had this journey of every next device. And after a handful of years teaching first graders in a one-to-one -one setting, I became a TOSA in my district. So I know in California, we say teacher on special assignment and whether it's a coach or a specialist or a TOSA, whatever you call it, wherever you are, my role shifted beyond my school setting and I was supporting kindergarten through eighth grade teachers with the innovative and instructional use of technology. Yet it was always rooted in empowering scholars to share, celebrate, and showcase their authentic mm -hmm. journey as a student, as, as an individual with their own thoughts and their own you know, power to create. And um, I fell in love with certain tools Flipgrid being one of them and had the great good fortune of using it as a TOSA in my own community with the teachers I was supporting. We did a ton of professional development and I would have teachers reflect on their own process or their own journey. I went into, oh my gosh, I don't know, hundreds of classrooms and did demonstrations on how can you use Flipgrid to share your voice? And it was this beautiful alignment of what I was so passionate mm -hmm. about and then I found myself visiting Minneapolis, Minnesota when my sister was living there and um, at this time was a Flipgrid ambassador. And so I reached out to Dr. Charlie Miller, the guy who founded the app and said, hey, Charlie, I'm, I'm one of your ambassadors. I'm going to be in town. Uh, basically invited myself to Flipgrid. Oh my God, I love it. Why not? That's, that's it sounds like you about. guys have that in common. Like you just <laughs> got to invite yourself over, right? Charlie goes, get in touch with this guy named Adam Parker Goldberg. And so I, I reached out to Adam. I said, That's I'd cool. love to visit. And um, the day came and I was having a serious fangirl moment that I was getting to visit Flipgrid Studios and meet the team and people I had already been connected with. I had met them at ISTE a previous year, but had never visited headquarters. And um, I'll never forget that day. It was January 8th, 2018. And I was so, so impressed with the team. And it's a passionate group of people mm. who not only believe in what they're building, but are seeking ways to empower others to achieve more. And it I was just that. a heart connection for me. Like I felt like I was at home and I was passionate about the work that I was doing and stayed connected and invited them out to California to come to the Q conference and Adam and Joey came out to Q and got to see some of the really cool things happening in California and connect with the Flipgrid community in California and my sister again was still living there so the next time I was there I invited myself back and said <laughs> hey and we just had this great friendship. And um, you ask about knowing when your journey is shifting. And mm -hmm. I'll never forget as a classroom teacher, feeling like I was called to help more students by helping more teachers. Yeah. 
And that's why I left the classroom to become a TOSA. I knew I could have um, a bigger impact on the way learning looked in my district and mm-hmm. beyond when I started supporting teachers with pedagogical best practice or how- Give me chills. I have the, the bumpies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's so good stuff. I, um, I felt that same calling after four years as a TOSA in my district and did not know what was next and just felt like I needed to take a leap of faith. And I, I moved on not knowing what the next part of my journey was. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, call it serendipity, call it like this beautiful alignment of paths crossing, but I found myself accepting a position with Flipgrid and I love that my journey continues as a teacher helping teachers. Mm. It's just in a different way now. Mm -hmm. And I still provide support. I still do professional development. I still talk pedagogy best practice. I still have the possibility of, you know, connecting with educators to help them see how they can empower their scholars. So it was just a beautiful continuation of the journey. And I pinch myself every day because I get to work with some of the most passionate people on planet Earth to empower students and communities to achieve more by sharing their unique voice and and everything that that means. And you guys, go go ahead. ahead. I just wanted to say you guys love each other so much. Sorry, I'm I'm just assuming (laughs) I'm putting words in your mouths, but like, I think that's part of my favorite. My, as, as I've watched all of this unfold over the years and gotten to know and been my own version of a fangirl of um, Flipgrid um, and seeing the depth that and you're connected to it, just, um, you know, it's the community that you guys, that you guys build as a team and that just resonates in everything you do in helping others build community. I mean, it, it, it's so clear. It's so cool to watch and to be a part of. In my own a, well, and to, I mean, yes, you're not putting words in her mouth at all. The same. So Anne says she was having a fangirl moment when she came the first time back in January. But the same for us. We were right. so thrilled. We're like, Anne Cosma, you know, this person, she's like queen of California. She tweets all these amazing ideas. Are you seeing what she's doing with her teachers? Yeah, yeah. We're all excited. So when she came. Um, That's cute. I can't remember. Like, we had all these things. We got, we went out to lunch. She, Joey and I had thought about, probably based on Anne's recommendation, going to Q, but we were kind of figuring out still what our schedule would look like. She's like, you have to come to Q, you have to come see what we're doing. And it was just that passion that Anne expresses all the time yeah. that we were so in love with uh-huh. as, as a team. And now that we still are all in love with, um, <laughs> now as peers, as friends and peers yeah. and fans of each other. <laughs> I, guess, we love. I, I say it and, and our team says it, but when we say we're inspired by what educators are doing every single day, that is the honest to God truth that it, it, our minds are blown in the most like incredible ways every day when we see what teachers are sharing on social media, mm. the stories we get, the emails we get when we have the opportunity to meet people face to face. I say hugs and high fives, but <laughs> genuinely is the most, it's the loudest, raddest, most encouraging, most supportive community on the planet. Yeah. And I just shout out to every educator who's sharing because it is incredible. I love this. I wanted to say 
that from both of your stories, you know, I'm kind of writing down some, you know, similar pieces here. And, and I think what, what stood out to me is both of you were seeking a relationship and I'm not talking like, oh, it's a dating app, <laughs> but maybe it could be, <laughs> but both of you were seeking a relationship, right? Because relationships take work, right? And you kept after, you know, this relationship and you had this passion for, for the work, for the, the, um, the tool that let you do more. And then I saw this enthusiasm and openness and I see that as part of like this growth mindset, right? You were, you were open to continuing and meeting others. And then that allowed you to have this lack of fear, um, and saying what might be next. And then that also allowed you to not, I think, keep things close, but be open. And that allowed you to amplify others. Um, and I think that's what's so key to being able to make this move. And I saw that in both of your stories. And I think that is a powerful message because otherwise we stay closed and we don't share and we don't amplify others and we don't seek out new relationships. So we become very guarded. Um, and your stories were similar that way. Well, I mean, that's, that's I, so eloquently said. And, yeah, yeah, and yes, and go I was ahead, just go gonna ahead. say, maybe I'm speaking for like Adam and I both, but I thrive in community, and people are my passion. And so, when you get to celebrate uh, with others and alongside them and journey together, like that's this beautiful overlap of of unique pathways but what we're doing together as an education movement to empower every future generation of student, it's this beautiful like synthesis of all of it in every journey. And it's like working with our friends every mm -hmm. single day because they're true, real friendships that develop when you get connected with a fellow educator that maybe started with a question or or a layer of support. So mm -hmm. it's just this. And that's the heartbeat of flip. Like that's, we'll say all the time and, and Charlie and all of our developers who, who have the privilege of working on the code of Flipgrid will tell you it, it's just code. It's lines of letters and numbers and symbols, but the heartbeat and what matters with Flipgrid and the, the magic of Flipgrid is the community and is these incredible ideas uh, of empowering that scholar who, who never speaks up and now is speaking up connecting those those peers around the world who wouldn't have the opportunity to connect with one another um seeing family members all the the magic mm -hmm. and then collaborating with educators is what as ann says inspires us every single day and why we're so grateful mm -hmm. to work with this community and then and these the mixtapes is that right is that what you're calling is that your partnership with like organizations is it disco mixes mixtapes so disco Dis library yeah the disco, disco library <laughs> omg people i mixtapes is a feature so you are not totally mistaken okay i am talking about the page of goodness that exists the, that includes pages upon pages of these ideas so that's one of my favorite things to show people is like people new to face to um flipgrid i'm like hey if you're not sure where to start, like check out the library because there's already tried and true really amazing resources there. So I, and what I think that, and I'll let you speak to what it is, um, but I think that is a really beautiful example of showing like professional partnerships across um, different 
businesses and different nonprofits and different efforts in, in life. So please, please, please tell people about the, the Disco Library. Yes, and, and again, it's relationships because it is these partners within and without education who are excited to connect with educators and share whatever they're working on, be that curriculum or, or museum artifacts within the realm of education, right? So there's the Met Museum, there's Breakout, Breakout mm, EDU, which of Breakout course EDU. is EDU. We love one of the newest partners. Um, Ports. Ports is another one that's my favorite. California State Parks. Yes, yes, yes. One's yes. so great. There, and so a prime example, right? So there's all these partners who have put together this content and just like Flipgrid, all of the content is totally free. Yep. Um, and we're just so honored and excited. We love working with these partners who see the value of providing enriching content for scholars through educators. And, and like you said, it's a great place to get started because yeah. it's just, it's packed full of, of partner content and then also educator content. We talk about all the time if there's, you know, we see like Eric Garcia has the amazing idea of the inbox topic where you moderate your topic and you just put it out there for students to send you a message. And mm -hmm. this was maybe a few, a few months, a few years old. Um, but continues to be a great idea that is now, you know, one of those topic templates that exists mm -hmm. within the Disco library mm -hmm. you can launch with your learners. Mm. I love it. Love so it. we can put all of these um, links and resources on our show notes. And then, of course, we, if you're okay, we can also link to your guys' social media um, and anything else that you would want listeners to know. Is there anything we've missed that you wanted to highlight? Or well, Jen, you just talked about sharing some resources and I love that because when we do training all the time, we say the conversation that starts today does not need to end today. I so like starting with this podcast, getting connected on social, exploring the disco library on behalf of all of team Flipgrid, we are here to support you and we are here to journey alongside you. So um, we totally believe that we are better together. And then that spirit of camaraderie and community and friendship and collaboration, reach out. If you have questions, don't be afraid to ask questions. I didn't, I didn't get it when I started and I reached out to Carly Mora and I said, Carly, what do I need to know about this Flipgrid thing? <laughs> so I love And likewise, that. if you have ideas, reach out. If you're like, I love doing this with Flipgrid, I want to be able to do this or how, or how can I, sometimes we have ideas like mixtapes is a whole nother feature that if you're brand new to Flipgrid um, might be a little daunting, but as you become more familiar with Flipgrid, there's these little hidden gems and features all around Flipgrid um, that we're happy to share. So you might think, hey, can I do this with Flipgrid? And if you can't, like our developer is gonna take that on and figure mm -hmm. out, is there a way we can make Flipgrid work to that idea? Um, likewise, we as the engagement team and Jess Tournay, the three educator innovation leads, and then myself and the remainder of our team want to work to figure out what, what can you do now and how can we help. And you guys still have the ambassador program, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, so if, if, yes, please tell about that. I was just going to say, if anybody's curious about getting started and they were to go to flipgrid.com and use the, the flip code SVA, it stands for Student Voice Ambassador. They'll definitely see how they, they can get started with that process. Um, we have a level one, level two, and level three certification. So definitely feel free to like 
click on the blog and find all those resources because it's just a great way for educators who are using Flipgrid to either get further connected or dig a little bit deeper into their professional learning. Um, so yeah, we, um, like I said, it's the loudest, raddest, mm -hmm. most inspiring community on the planet. Well, I and there's it. something to be said about the fact that you as, as a Flipgrid ambassador felt comfortable and confident enough to invite yourself to the office because you felt because you're Anne, but also yeah. I've I've had an experience like that too. There's there there's almost like a sense of belonging, even though there's they're virtual strangers, but there's a sense of, well, we're we're drinking we're drinking the same soda pop right now. So let's just drink it together, even though we've never met. And I would say that that's one of the reasons why ambassador programs fill my bucket personally, because it just unlocks it's like the whole digital badge phenomenon. It unlocks things that build us build community and that like we can look at each other and go hey Flipgrid ambassador that means you love it as much as I love it and that's kind of cool so your ambassador yeah. program I love the three levels and that there's places for people to grow within it I love it I love it they're like heart and mind connections you know it's just it's like meeting kindred spirits who are mm -hmm. also passionate about empowering that authentic student voice and beyond yeah oh, that's great you guys are amazing and I'm so glad that we got to hang out okay. and like have friends this afternoon. And I know you're busy. Oh my God. I know you guys are so busy. Happy I know. Hour to hang out with us and to spread your the information Joy. and passion on a whole other, you know, platform is just so exciting. Well, well, thank you so you. much. Yes, this has been so much fun. It's been <laughs> lovely chatting with you. And I mean, as Anne said, the conversation continues and, right. and with you two and with everyone. Yep. Reach out anytime and perfect. You know, love it. I'm sure we'll end this broadcast and then we'll have to we'll have to stay regimented and and know there's other things to do. But I we could stay on all night. We could just I keep know, right? <laughs> we'll be coming over for dinner, Adam, when we are out in your neck of the woods. So. <laughs> yes, please, seriously, please do. That's yeah, cool. and I was just going to add to that saying, like, like Adam just said, the conversation that starts today does not need to end today. So definitely feel free to get connected. And, and, and thank you so much for asking us to come on and share. But I just wanted to say on behalf of all of Team Flipgrid, thank you to the two of you for what you're doing to empower other educators and, and the EDU community and beyond. But again, to, to teachers out there, to families out there, to everybody in the community, thank you for doing what you're doing to empower scholars, not only in this unprecedented time as everything is shifting, but just in life, what people are doing to support and encourage and build up each other, it just is so inspiring. Mm. Word. Well, everybody be safe and stay sane. And what else, Jen? Wear a mask. Oh, wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> All right, people, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Thanks for listening to BuoyCast. For show notes, bios, and contact information, visit us at buoyconsultants.com slash buoycast. You can also find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And remember, the future is foggy, so hang on to your buoys. Yeah, boy! <laughs>